and good morning to everyone in southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on Thursday. Casey Disclair here. We hope that you guys are enjoying your Thursdays. We're going to kind of do a Wednesday show on a Thursday today. Um, Mardi Gras has accelerated our schedule a little bit this week. Yesterday we did the mailbag. That's a usual Wednesday thing, but I had to wrap up the show early because I had to go to Nichols. So today... We're going to do some other Wednesday stuff on a Thursday. We're going to have Brody Williams, South LaFouche boys basketball coach, will be joining us in 10 minutes uh, to talk about his team's opening round playoff game with Santa Mont. That'll be tomorrow. And then we'll also do some Wednesday things on a Thursday at 12.15 when we have the turtle, Taylor Griffin, who will be joining us here on the show. God knows. We'll talk with him about Mardi Gras. I saw some interesting pictures and videos of Taylor having a great time for Mardi Gras. We'll chat with him about high school sports. We'll also talk about uh, wrestling and maybe the NBA dunk contest. I don't know if he got a chance to see that. Nichols had a disappointing loss. Don't know if he had a chance to see that on Monday. Uh, We'll be talking with Turtle about who knows what at 12.15. In the open of the show today, uh, we got to remind you guys, there are two Big, 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 big girls basketball games, both in our area tonight. Over at Vanderbilt Catholic, the Lady Terriers of Vanderbilt are trying to punch their ticket to the top 28. They are going to be at home in a two versus seven matchup, taking on Buckeye. That one will be at 630. Vanderbilt is the number two seed. They have cruised so far in the postseason, got a bye, and then got a 34-point win over Cabrini. Now they're taking on Buckeye. Uh, Buckeye comes into the game with a pretty good record and some pretty good wins, so this should be a challenge. They also come into the game hot. They've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in a row. Um, so Buckeye against Vanderbilt. But here's the thing about playing Vanderbilt, man, and I haven't had a chance to see them in person, but I have watched them on Bayou Sports a couple of times. They're so aggressive. They have so much depth. And if you don't have a post player ready to match the intensity of Michaela Charles, She's going to eat you alive. She is a scoring threat. She's a rebounding threat. She leads the break. She pushes the ball in transition. We'll be curious to see how Buckeye tries to handle her, especially in the open floor where she makes so many things happen. And then it's not just Charles. They've got good guards. They've got, uh, you know, Detillier, and they've got so many different players that are proficient on that team. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be a fun result tonight over in Homa. Yeah, look, I think, Charles' uh, ability to get to the free throw line is, is uh, where she can get a lot of her points, too. So uh, that's a big thing for, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for Vanderbilt. So uh, if you're not ready to play her in the post, she'll, uh, she'll make you pay for it. You can play in back of her, and she'll draw fouls and get to the free throw line and get some points. On the other side of that bracket, the winner of Vanderbilt and <clears throat> excuse me, Buckeye will face the winner between St. Louis and De La Salle. Looking at St. Louis's schedule, uh, they beat Ponchatoula. That's a really good win. They beat Thibodeau by a ton. That's a really good win. So St. Louis would present a big challenge perhaps for Vanderbilt. De La Salle opposite them looking at their schedule. Let's see. They have eh, – looks like that would be maybe a more favorable matchup. They lost decisively to Hanville, a team that Vanderbilt beat. So – uh, Vanderbilt probably rooting for De La Salle there. St. Louis would maybe be a more difficult matchup, but either way, the winner of those two matchups will face off with one another next week in Hammond at the University Center. On the top of that bracket, you got Lafayette Christian, who a lot of folks think is the best team in the entire state. They're playing Hannon tonight. And then on the other side, you got Peabody and Bolden. So be curious to see how the results shake out there. 
We'll tell you about Homa Christian School in just a second, but we want to give you guys a reminder that in Division One non-select, we have a local team that's still competing. That's the East St. John Lady Wildcats, their local team from our local district. They are the 11 seed, and they got into the playoffs playing their best basketball. They actually won our local district. They won, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games in a row coming into the postseason. Now it's 14 games in a row as they beat Salmon in the opening round by 10, then beat Slidell by 38 in the second round. Now they've got a big challenge. They're facing uh, facing Barb tonight over at Lagrange High School. That's a three versus eleven matchup. Hopefully St. John punches that ticket to the top twenty-eight, but it's not going to be easy as you're facing the number three seed Barb, a team that looking at the schedule has some really good wins. They have beaten the best of the best. They got a win over Lafayette. They got a win over you know the the, the who's who out there in that area. So it'll be a big challenge. Hopefully St. John can make it happen. Yeah, Barb's a good program. They've been there before, so that's going to be a. a tall task for East St. John to go in there and get a victory. Division three select. We've got Homa Christian School, the youthful Homa Christian School, playing a lineup of an 11th grader, a 9th grader, two 8th graders, and a 7th grader. So three-fifths of their starting lineup would be in middle school if they were not in Homa Christian School. They're the number three seed. They won 43-22 to in the opening round against Calvary Baptist. Now they step up in class, and they're taking on Episcopal tonight at 6 o'clock over at E.D. White. Episcopal is really about 500, but they played a lot of really quality teams to get to that record. You look at some of the losses, it's to elite-level competition. This is going to be a big challenge. Coach Kathy Luke told me on this show, said, look, you know, we're probably a year early, right? She knows the youth that they have. She knows that they're maybe peaking or getting to this level maybe a year sooner than what some expected. But you're in that spot now. You got an opportunity where if you could play 32 minutes of good basketball, you'll be cutting down some nets and going to the top 28. I know one thing. Kathy's going to have her team ready. They're going to be prepared. They're going to be scouted. They're going to be schooled on what their opponent does. It's going to be a matter of if they could physically execute it. And I think Holman Christian's going to be okay tonight. Now, I think Coach Luke would agree this was most likely that would be one of the better teams they will have faced so far yep. uh, Well, throughout this season uh, in, in tonight's victory. Look, you at home, if you can get this victory, uh, you know, you back to Hammond. They've got to make free throws under pressure. That and the two losses that they have, they lost to Terrebonne 28-26 to on January 10th. They lost to Assumption in overtime 44-42. to in those games, they were under 50% from the free throw line in both of them. Kathy has said, hey, I don't know what it is. I don't know what we've got to do. Hopefully, they can make some free throws under pressure today because if they don't, um, they might not like the result that they have at the end of the game. So that'll be a big key and something that Homer Christian School is going to have to execute if they want to punch that ticket to Hammond. Opposite them in that bracket, Holy Savior Menard and Glen Oaks. So the winner of Homer Christian and Episcopal will face the winner between Holy Savior Menard and Glen Oaks. Holy Savior Menard got a 55-20 to win over Loyola Prep in the second round. Glen Oaks defeated Academy of Sacred Heart 40-27 to in the second round. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that one. We do have one team that has punched a ticket to the top 28 already in Division Three. Last night, number 5, Parkview, defeated number 4, St. Thomas Aquinas, 49-46. to So Parkview is awaiting the winner between Newman and Glenmora. God bless you, Glenn Moore, but Newman's going to likely move on. Newman is incredible. They're the one seed. Um, so we take a look at now the final bracket that involves a local team on the girls' basketball side, and that's Division Four. 
select. We've got Central Catholic of Morgan City. We're wishing them well. They're the five seed. They're taking on number four, Wachita Christian. Central Catholic got a 67-23 win over Luis McGeehee in the second round after having an opening round by now. They go on the road and take on Wachita Christian, who beat St. Edmund 44-26. That'll be a big challenge, but I know the girls from Central Catholic are used to playing in big games. Hell, they've won championships there in recent years. So I think they'll be up for the task, uh, but going on the road is never easy, man. That's always a chore, and the winner of that one will face the winner between Southern Lab and Delta Charter. And I saw uh, a game or so with Central Catholic and Morgan City, uh, Coach Case is on the bench for him. I don't know if That's he's, uh, I don't know if he's on the bench every game or it just so happened to be uh, that one game that I saw was against. In fact, it was against South Lafourche. Ron or Ree? Oh, uh, Ree. Ree. So the the boys' head coach. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that is a big plus. I mean, either one would have been a big plus, but yeah, no, that, that that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, that game is at six o'clock at a Watchtuck Christian, and hopefully we could get the Lady Eagles through and punch that ticket to the top twenty-eight in Ham. And it's hard to believe that next week we're already playing state championship games on the girls' basketball side of things. <laughs> I is it is wonderful though that we have moved it all. Remember that few years where we had this stupid system where <laughs> some teams would go to Hammond, some teams would go to. Bozier. Yes. Well, thankfully, we don't have that anymore. Uh, everybody will be at the University Center in Hammond. And uh, I made the prediction earlier in the week. I think it's a lock that we'll have at least one local team there. Um, and hopefully we have even more than that. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Brody Williams, South Lafouche boys basketball coach, will be joining us. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store. As well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs, Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in 
at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. Did you know that in this book, the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises from God to you? If you want to be a man of faith, if you want to be a woman of faith, you need to become a promised person. You need to know these promises. You need to write some of them down on cards. You need to memorize them so that when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you can remember, oh yeah, but God has promised, da 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 da, and you can say it. And so what he does is he said, God, I know who you are. You're a big God. And God, I know what you've done in the past. You've helped me through all my other tough times. And God, you've promised to take care of me in the future. I'm asking you to do what you'll say you do. Keep your promise. Fulfill your character. I'm going to focus on you. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEV. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. We have South LaFouche Boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Casey. I'm doing well. How about y'all? Good, man. It is playoff time. You guys are 24 hours away from locking up out with Santa Mount in an 11 versus 22 matchup. How have the guys been preparing and practicing this week to get ready, man? Yeah, it's been a uh, pretty good some light practices, a lot of shooting and mental stuff, and uh, you know, uh, it's that time of the year. You don't want to push them too hard, in, in terms of you want to save their legs a little bit. And uh, but I think they're going to be ready to play, and, and hopefully they'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we can pull an upset. I know we're we the underdog, and they, we all know that. We, you know, uh, we talk about it as kids, you know, uh, with, with the kids um, going in as the underdog. I do things a little different, but. That makes it worthwhile. To, they got all the pressure in the world on them. We don't have any pressure. We just got to play and then stick to the game plan and stuff like that. From what I understand, based on some friends of mine who are close to that program, they've got a really explosive, really prolific score. I don't know the number or the name, but I know that they got one guy, I believe is number four, Coach College, telling me that could really go. How are you guys going to try to make him uncomfortable so that he doesn't run wild? Yeah, he, he's he's an exceptional talent. I think we look back in the book. His name's not coming to me, but it definitely is number four. Uh, we look back in the book last year. He scored about 22 or 24 on us last year. So he's definitely a great player on film. He's the guy you gotta you gotta slow down. Uh, the teams that on, on the film that that have did stuff to slow him down, you know, were successful and kept you know were were in the game. And the teams that didn't. Uh, you know they could they can easily score in the seventy point range, and we're, that's something we can't have. You know we we don't we're not gonna be able to score in the sixties, seventies. Got to keep the game low scoring. So some of the things we're gonna do is probably uh, you know not sag off of them and maybe switch up defenses, keep them off balance, and uh, might have a uh, something up our sleeves to to slow them down. Man, um, I hate to ask this because it's going to be an awkward question, and I apologize in advance, but, brother, I hope you understand that i got to do a job and I have to ask this. What happened on Friday, man? I know it was a weird situation, and I know it was an unfortunate situation. From your perspective, what happened? Uh, 
I think he uh, it was just a disagreement on the bench, and it was something I, I, I said, but I've said it uh, you know hundreds of times before, and he didn't he didn't like it in that particular moment. Um, and I've been in his shoes before as a player, and when when you get in, when you get frustrated, it's easy to say stuff, and you know I I've even done it before, but uh, there was a line that was crossed, and that it was you couldn't come back from it, and I think. He knew it. I knew it, and I think he, he out of frustration. That's why he he left the gym. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's really it. Okay, I got you, man. Um, in the wake of that, how's the mood of the team been, man? Because look, that that's a very good player that's no longer with you guys. How've the kids responded, and how's the focus been in practice this week? I thought I thought we. It's kind of a mixed emotions. I think some of the some of the kids are like, you know kind of got this mindset well it's going to be tougher to win which is it's obviously will and then and then some of the kids feel you know i think i honestly i'm going to use the word they feel hurt some of the especially some of the older guys and they feel maybe betrayed they're not going to say it but i can just tell it's kind of like well what we got what, what we're going to do now and you know you lean on somebody for so many for so for basically the whole year and uh, what i tried to tell them is you look it's not over the season's not over. We still got a game to play. We still got a game to win. We prepared uh, just like we would for any game. We might have to do it a different way. It's going to have to be more of a balanced scoring attack. We're going to have to be more traditional style of football where we slow the game down. We run good offense, run good sets, uh, keep the game low scoring, and play tough on defense. And uh, you know, you play a certain way a whole year, and you got to kind of change it up a little bit. I think they kind of they they understand what the game plan is. Uh, I, I hopefully we can show up and execute, and you know we're not taken out of our game plan. And uh, I think if if we can have some early success in the game, maybe build some confidence, um, that's going to help us going on forward in you know the second half. And uh, if we can't have a, a first quarter where we're down twenty, you know we we got to have a, a good first quarter and and keep you know keep it within reach or even have the lead. And I, th- I think if they see that in person, they're gonna be like, all right, we got something here, and and that's all, uh, hopefully what happens. How do you guys manage the day tomorrow? Because it is a road trip, but it's not like a super long road trip to where you'd be going stop somewhere else. or like. What are the plans for tomorrow? How do you guys plan to manage the day? Yeah, we, we're bringing them in at around uh, noon. And uh, some parents, shout out to some of the parents, they're going to be getting um, some shrimp pool boys for the kids. And then we're going to eat as a team at the locker room and have a little pregame um Discussion. Go over the scouting report. Uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna get on the bus around two, head out, and we're gonna get try to get there early to get a lot of shooting, a lot of shots up. Just I don't want to get there an hour before. I rather get there, you know, two hours before. Make sure we accustomed to everything. Get you know, get stretched and and get a lot of shots on the, on the rims and stuff. So yeah, it's a little different. Years past, we had long trips and we stopped here. None of that. We're just taking a regular school bus. Um, Trying to treat it as much as a regular game as possible, but of course we want to have uh, that, that team bonding experience and all before going into the, the tough matchup. And after the game, I, I totally forgot it was Friday in Lent. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go eat raisin canes," but I forgot <laughs> that it was Friday. In Lent. So um, probably gonna get them some pizza, some cheese pizzas on the way home, and and just hopefully it's with a victory. 
Man, you basketball coaches and pizza, man. I don't, I don't understand it. Coach Colley knows what I'm talking about. Um, Here we go. <laughs> let, let's talk about this, man. Um, what are some keys to victory? What are some things that you guys are going to have to do well tomorrow to to have give yourself a shot in the fourth quarter? We're going to have to limit number four. We're going to have to have long, patient possessions on offense uh, and keep the game in the 40s, lower scoring. Um, and we're going to have to keep them off balance by, defensively because they, they, they can all score, but they have that one guy that can really create for himself. Uh, you know, not letting them get comfortable in a particular set, changing defenses in any moment we can really get. Um, and, and, and really, on the offensive end, if we don't turn the ball over and we're patient and we, we focus on getting the layups, we, um, we should be okay. But if we start settling for outside shots early, might be a long night for us. If you don't want to answer this, I understand. But who are, or maybe, or who are a handful of the guys who are going to be asked to eat up some of those thirty-two minutes of Daniel's playing time? Um, the start. I can tell you, the starting five is Titan, uh, Hayden, Jacob, Jarvis, and Nick Coleman, and all old bar. Whoever I, I feel like. Everybody's been practicing hard, and everybody might get a chance to play. Or, you know, 10 out of the 12, or however many people. I don't know for sure who's going to play more or not more, but uh, it all kind of depends, game time situation. And, uh, but you can expect to see a lot more people uh, getting in if, uh, if, if needed. Your first playoff game as a head coach, bro. Are you a little bit nervous? You got some butterflies a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean – Going there, treat it like every every other game. We I know you know we prepared. So Charles and I we watched good, you know, all the films we got, a lot of film. We we know what they're gonna do. It's just we just gotta go out and and execute. And I think you know the players, um, they're gonna go out there and give it their all. And we're gonna we're gonna play with a lot of energy. And we're gonna we're gonna hopefully uh, you know they missing some shots. Number four, we can limit him, and, and then we'll we'll make it a game in the fourth. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. See you tomorrow, man. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. That is Coach Brody Williams at South Lafouche. Um, doing a good job, as always. Appreciate his thoughts. Coach Golly having a hard time hanging up the phone. Now we got it. Got you, man. <laughs> got it. Uh, <laughs> um, I really appreciate and respect the fact that he understood, like, Hey, like I know you don't feel like answering this, but I have to ask you this. And I thought that he did a good job answering the question about Daniels. I mean, I know he doesn't want to talk about that, and I know that it's a crummy situation. It's a situation that they wish they wouldn't be in. But my job is to let people know what's going on, and I have to ask. And and I thought he did a good job handling. I thought he was patient, and I really respect, respected and appreciate him his forthrightness there because he didn't have to be so forthright. Yeah, it was a great answer because that's what happened. Right. Bottom line. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I think he handled that question perfectly. And uh, they got a tall task, you know, going up at Santa Mont, but it's, uh, that's why you play the game. And uh, I know they're working hard getting the game plan together, and hopefully they can go out and execute that game plan. And, look, uh, Santa Mont does a number of things well. They can uh, they play zone. They can play man uh, on offense. If you play in them a zone, they, they they can do a number of different things. They uh, they like to uh, they shoot the ball from far, long three ball uh, attempts, uh, and they they're pretty accurate at them. Okay, but 
What that does, it, it makes you extend your defense out a little bit more to come guard them. And once that happens, they start screening the inside of the zone with some set plays where they can go and shoot layups. Then their guards have the ability to penetrate once that zone's extended and open up them um, dribbling lanes a little more where they can get to the rim. So the Tarpons are going to have to definitely be in a, a position, uh, regardless of what defense they're going to come play, to take charges again, once again at the rim. And I think rebounding the basketball is going to be uh, critical. You cannot give them uh, second and third opportunities at, at the rim. And um, you, you got to get to the free throw line and get and get some points. And Coach uh, Brody's right. I mean, you can't play uh, a game up in the 70s uh, when, uh, you know, without your, your guy has been averaging 30 points a game, 25, yeah. 30 points a game. It's going to be tough to get that game up in the 70s. But uh, there's ways you can do it. You get to the free throw line and start making these free throws uh, and – before you know it, all those points add add up, and you can have a chance in the fourth quarter. Got to survive that first wave. You're facing a team that is six and seven in their last thirteen games, so it's a team that has scuffled a little bit coming in, albeit against great competition. But if you could plant that seed of doubt early in the game, who knows? Who knows? Could get yourself to the second half with a chance, and and who knows what might end up happening? Yeah, because uh, if you look at it, uh, if Santa Mount would be in our district. I mean, they would probably be district champs. Uh, well, them and Vanderbilt would yeah. probably be a good matchup. But uh, look, you go up there and play the game and see what happens. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, uh, we're going to talk about who knows what, college basketball, NBA, whatever meets our fancy, we're going to talk about in the next segment. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We've got Taylor Griffin at 1215 and a little variety segment in the next segment on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 a.m., KLEB and 102.7 FM. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. 
It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. I hope you guys are strutting into your lunch break the same way that Vince McMahon would be strutting down the aisle of that song we're playing on WWE TV. It's Thursday. It's noon. His strutting's over with. His strutting is over <laughs> he with. Can't strut. Well, until he sells the company for $10 billion in a couple of weeks, then he'll probably be strutting and dancing. Um, it's play by play. If you are heading to your lunch hour on the bayou, Hope that you go and enjoy some of the amazing cuisine on our bayou. If you're heading to the lunch hour in Homa, go get you some Raisin Cane's, some Chick-fil-A, whatever it is that you are craving on this Thursday. Hope that it is served fresh, and I hope that you spend the next hour with us. I'm eating trail mix. So. I might bring us some in tomorrow. <laughs> it sounds like a winner. Sounds like they got a lot of food in the locker room at Salafouche tomorrow at noon. We maybe go get a shrimp, oh boy. Oh, he done forgot about us, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you mentioned food. He's, that's it. We done. So Aaron Rodgers has come back from his darkness retreat, um, and we're expecting to hear in the next couple of days what his what his answers were. He was seeking answers. He went on a darkness retreat in Oregon, sat without light in an empty room for three, four days straight, a 300-square-foot room. It's partially underground, devoid of light, a queen bed, a bathroom, and a meditation-style mat. Aaron Rodgers is, is an idiot, right? No, <laughs> what I'm is not. he doing? Uh, a darkness retreat. Coach Kyle, have you ever done a darkness retreat to seek clarity in your life? Uh, when I'm sleeping, it's <laughs> dark. My eyes are shut. Aaron Rodgers is due to make $59 million next season if he plays. I tell you what, I don't need the lights to be turned off to tell me that I would want to make $59 million. Um, now, the clarity that he is reportedly seeking is whether or not to return to Green Bay or whether or not to seek employment elsewhere. There are rumors that the New York Jets are highly interested. His former offensive coordinator is now with the New York Jets. And look, quite frankly, the Jets roster is pretty good. They just don't have a quarterback worth a damn. But if they got Aaron Rodgers, you know, they can maybe contend in the AFC. 
Um, on the flip side to that, you know, maybe with Green Bay, you could just build up the receiving core a little bit and run it back. <clears throat> Rodgers took a step back last year. He was not as good. He had 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, but his weapons also were not very good. They lost Devontae Adams in a trade, and, you know, he didn't have the same cast of characters. This is a guy that two years ago in 2020 had 48 touchdowns and five interceptions, so he's not that far removed from being and having one of the best seasons in the history of the sport. Two, uh, two years ago in 2021, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. So you do that math. In 2020 and 2021, he had 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Ooh. I mean, that's ridiculous. And that was just two and three seasons ago. So I could see where there's maybe something still left to offer here. Don't know if it's going to be Green Bay. Don't know if it's going to be the Jets. But I do know this, wherever he decides to go – could potentially have ripple effects for the New Orleans Saints because the Jets also want Derek Carr. If Rodgers chooses the Jets, then maybe that's one less spot for Derek Carr. So all of these quarterbacks are competing for the same spots, and it could potentially impact the Saints. And look, Aaron Rodgers for the last two years, uh, I don't. Th- he didn't look very happy, especially last year. Journey, he just did not look happy. And if you have to go somewhere off in the darkness. And think about if you want to come. Uh, To me, decisions made, leave. Yeah, I wouldn't want them. Go somewhere else because the the Packers are going to be fine at quarterback. I mean, they done they drafted a guy for their future, so they. I don't think they're going to have much to worry about. But um, it may be better off for Aaron Rodgers just to go ahead and move to uh, the Jets and and finish out his career. At least be happy. So we will keep our eyes on what the darkness spoke to Mr. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers during his retreat out I want, in Oregon. I wonder if he had Ozzy Osbourne somewhere with him. Who knows, man. Hey, the last time someone ate bats, we got COVID. So um, <laughs> who knows what, what's going to come of that. Uh, Sean Payton made a big decision this morning. He is hiring Vance Joseph to be his defensive coordinator. Vance Joseph Ooh. is actually the former Denver Broncos head football coach. Um, he led the Broncos in 2017 and 2018 before getting replaced. Joseph has spent the last four seasons as the Cardinals defensive coordinator. Sean Payton also reportedly interviewed Rex Ryan. Um, let's see, Christian Parker, Mike Zimmer, and others uh, before going with Vance Joseph. Sean Payton is an offensive guy. But history has shown he needs a really good defensive guy or his defense is going to be a mess. In New Orleans at times, the defense was a mess. Vance Joseph is experienced and he's done a good job at a lot of places around the league. It's a pretty good hire from Peyton here. I think it's a great hire for Peyton. And uh, <laughs> we watch out for Denver. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, if they can fix their quarterback, which, uh, you know, how much it is Peyton – with the, with the quarterback position, or was it uh, Pete Carmichael with the Saints? You know, we'll, uh, we'll see how much Peyton will be involved in that. But if he can uh, fix Russell Wilson, then uh, I think their defensive coordinator is a, a great hire for them. So last night in college basketball, um, Tigers. LSU got a win. Yes, they did. It was actually a good night for Team Gistler. North Carolina got a win over Notre Dame. LSU got a win over Vanderbilt. The big story around the sport is Alabama's Brandon Miller, the young man that we talked about yesterday who's just under all sorts of backlash because he delivered the gun to his teammate that was used in a fatal shooting. 
of a young lady on campus, all the firestorm, all the people yelling and screaming, all the people saying this, that, and the other, he shouldn't play, he should be in jail, he should get arrested, blah, 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 blah. Look, man, I don't support what he did. I don't support a whole lot about how this situation is being handled. But to step up through all that pressure and score 41 points on the road last night while the students at South Carolina were screaming, lock him up yeah. every time he touched the ball, that was impressive poise. Alabama got a 78-76 to win. They didn't play well. And I kind of expected that they wouldn't, right, given all the circumstances. But Miller led them through to the other side. He was incredible. 14 of 25 shooting from the field, 41 points, 8 rebounds, 6 of 13 from deep, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and he was one of just two Alabama players in double digits. He carried them last night and uh, showed why he's wanted by the NBA scouts. Man, that was a one hell of a game from him. Yeah, look, I know uh, the talk is that he brought the gun. There's some also some people saying he did not that he was asked to bring it. He did not. So, I mean, if he did actually bring the gun to it, how can this guy still be playing? It, it, so, it, you know, maybe he did not, and that's why he, he's still playing. I, we don't know. But to do what he did on the court, yeah, last night was remarkable on the court, and it's kind of hard to uh, to separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're talking just on the court, yeah, it was tremendous what he did. Uh, he took that game over. I think at one point of the game, he had uh, Alabama went on a 10-0 run. It was always 10 points. And uh, <clears throat> just um, let it, I guess, let everything play out, and hopefully the truth comes out. And uh, if it is truthful that he, he did bring that gun, then he should, uh, he should be finished playing college basketball. LSU got a win, 84-77 to over Vanderbilt. And it's actually a good win because Vanderbilt's above 500 in the SEC. They were 8-6 and six coming in, 8-7 and seven now. Uh, K.J. Williams, 35 points, 10 rebounds for the Tigers, who led throughout. They had a 7-point lead at halftime, held on, found a way to make it happen. With LSU, all we're hoping to see is the team get better and hoping to see Matt McMahon you know, keep the attention of the locker room. And I got to tell you, like it looks like that's happening. Three games ago, they lost close, really had the bu- on the buzzer against Georgia. Then they lost close against South Carolina the game before the Vanderbilt game, and then they finally get a win. So it looks like a team that's continuing to play hard. They're going at Ole Miss on Saturday. Ole Miss is as bad, if not worse, than LSU is. They're both 2-13 and 13 in the SEC. So, man, at least for one night, some flashes and some signs that maybe, just maybe, this uh, this dark period may only last for this season and next year might be a little bit better. Yeah, look, I, I think McMahon has that locker room under control. Uh, I watched some of the game last night. The Tigers played hard. Uh, it seemed like they had an extra step over uh, over Vanderbilt last night, and like they led throughout. So it wasn't just like a you know they had a lead. Uh, Vanderbilt comes back, cuts it to maybe a two point game. The Tigers come back, seven point lead at halftime, and in the second half they just took control again. But uh, I think he has control of that locker room because they are playing hard. They uh, looks like they can they, okay, you lose and then it's not fun. But last night looked like they were having fun. There's a lot of smiles on their faces uh, as they're playing. So I think that could be uh, a huge step forward for this program if they can finish out the season playing that way. The Pelicans begin the second half of their NBA season tonight in Toronto against the Raptors. No Zion Williamson. He is now going to be out for an extended period of time. Gee, I wonder who told you that that was going to happen. Damian and I did every Friday for the last two months. Um... The Pelicans are a six-point underdog on the road against Toronto. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs at all. I've said that. They're not playing well without Zion. 
And it would just be such a buzzkill if you have a team that started off the first month and were in first place. If they drop out of the top ten completely, which they're only up by a game and a half, so this is a very realistic thing that could happen, especially considering that the Lakers are coming. The Lakers made some trades. They're getting better. They could potentially move in. I think that Utah and Portland and some of those other teams may be able to move forward. If they don't make the playoffs at all, that would have to go down as the most disappointing season in franchise history, man. Like, you were the one seed. People were talking about you winning it all. If you don't even make the playoffs, that would be just embarrassing, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but there's a lot of season left. There's no need to uh, to panic right now, but they have to get healthy, stay healthy. I mean, they got to get their guys on the on the court. And if you can't do that, then like you just mentioned, it's realistically where uh, they can miss out on the playoffs. But uh, still a long season ago, just get healthy, get your guys back playing, and uh, just make a little push. You know, if you can win, and it's easier said than done, you can win six, seven, eight games in a row, then you can get a little bit more of a separation that uh, you can comfortably get in the playoffs. But uh, they got their work cut out if they can stay healthy. A lot of road games coming up. Five of their next six games are going to be on the road. They're taking on Toronto tonight, then New York, and then they're home against Orlando on Monday. That's one you have to have. Then you're going out west playing Portland, Golden State, and Sacramento. So some big games coming up, a lot of them against some of those teams that you're competing with for those playoff spots. So New Orleans has a chance to help themselves or maybe hurt themselves in the next 10 or so days. What about your Tar Heels last night? They came away with the victory, but at halftime – 19 points at half. Looked awful. I don't know what's going on, man. I, 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 You're playing Notre Dame last night, which is not a very good basketball team. They're now 2-15 and 15 in, the AC, in the ACC after last night's loss. You cannot tell me that a team that has the talent that North Carolina has, a roster with Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, Leaky Black, Pete Nance, and I could go on and on. That shouldn't be a game that you're struggling through. And they had to pull it away late, and it was a grind, and it was a struggle. I don't know if they deserve to get in. They're going to play Virginia and Duke down the stretch in the ACC tournament. They got some chances to earn their way in. I don't know if they deserve to get in, not with the way that they're playing right now. Now, the committee is going to give them every opportunity because they're North Carolina, and it's good for the, for the sport whenever North Carolina is in the tournament. But I don't know that they deserve it right now, man. Yeah, they better get a fire under their butts quick because score nine. Uh, North Carolina team scored nineteen points and a half. That was that was just amazing. And I I was flipping channels and I put it back at the end. I saw that they won. It's like wow, they must have had a a big turnaround in that second half. But they they got some work to do if they want to get in. But look, if once they get in their term, if they can win a couple of games, that might be enough just to get them in. Virginia Saturday is going to be big. You're at home. You're playing Virginia. If you could beat a top 10 team, that'll certainly help you. But Virginia is going to be coming in mad. I mean, they got the tar beat out of them last night by Boston College. They lost by 15 against Boston College. So that's not going to be an easy task for uh, Coach Davis and the North Carolina team. Let's catch a break. We're going to the Turtle in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play. We'll be chatting with Taylor Griffin our broadcast colleague here on Coastal Broadcasting. He'll be talking us up about high school, um, Nichols, WWE, the NBA dunk contest, and everything in between. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. It's time to get into some trouble. It's play-by-play. It's not Wednesday, but it's Thursday at 12.15. We're going to Taylor Griffin, our broadcast colleague here on Coastal Broadcasting, and also an employee over at Dufresne. Uh Turtle, what's good, brother? How we doing? Hey, doing pretty good, man. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Did you survive the Mardi Gras? It looked like you had a good time, bro. It looked like the parade went well. How was your Mardi Gras holiday, brother? It was uh, it was good, man. It was good. Um, Tuesday, the crew of Neptune rolled hard and strong in Golden Meadow, and uh, I, I think the crowd was pleased. I think uh, 
you know, we threw a lot of good things when we had a, we had a great time. I know everybody on my float had a fantastic time, enjoyed the hell out of themselves and already looking forward to next year. Dude, let me ask you about this. And, and look, it's going to sound funny the way that I'm asking it, but I mean it as a serious question. Um, that parade, oh, 10, 15 years ago, it was not going so well. Membership was dwindling. The membership was getting a little older. And now, like, our generation has kind of taken the ball and has run with it. I know a lot of people around our age and even younger who are now riding, and they've brought new life. And, you know, I saw Cody Phillips throwing a football across the bayou on two. Like, that was ridiculous. Uh, You know, yourself, you're having a good time. Brock and all these other folks. Bro, like, I feel like you guys have stepped up and carried the baton. And I saw so much commentary on social media of how that energy was noticed. You guys are helping save our Tuesday parade, bro. Kudos to you all. Oh, man, thank you, thank you. We really appreciate that. Um, I got to give a ton of credit to... My really good friend, Brock Danos, who invited me to join one year when they were looking for numbers. And I um, want to say this was maybe eight or nine, not years ago, but parades ago. Because remember, we just had a two-year gap or a three-year gap since we last rode. So this was a long time ago. He asked me uh, one time, he's like, man, we looking, you know, if, if you happen to, if you're interested in riding, you know, here's what it is. And I decided, like, on the Sunday, like, hey, I know my parents and my grandparents have a ton of beads in storage. Like, let's see what happens. And I've been there ever since then. And the energy is bigger and bigger every year. And, look, I'm not – please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not patting myself on the back or giving myself any credit or anything. But, like, I give – a pre-ride pump-up speech like we're going into war and people are ready to run through a brick wall with me when i I'm saw done. it on facebook it was beautiful <laughs> thank you thank you and, uh, <laughs> it's gotten to the point where <laughs> i'm not saying that's the only reason people ride but a lot of these young guys in this revival that you're talking about like I'm getting text messages weeks before the parade. Hey, man, you got the speech ready? Hey, like, you, you, you going to bring it again this year? You got it? And on ride day, it's like, dude, you ready? Like, yes. Yes, I'm ready. And they're like, I got to go. I got to go to the side and get a few moments to myself to, like, stop answering the yes, the speech is ready questions. And it's turned into this huge event where <laughs> everyone riding gathers around our float. Everyone shows up with two beers ready to listen to my speech to get them just ready for absolute war and we end with a stone cold beer bash and it's just you can't you can't put a price on that type of energy before you get on a float with all this loud music and you start throwing beads i mean it's it's an incredible feeling and it's uh i'm really happy to be a big part of the youthful revival that this parade desperately needed and on top of that, to the, I don't want to call them old guys, but the generations above us guys, the significantly older in number guys than us, you know, the guys like Chucky Sheremy and TJM LaFaw, and then you got, uh, you know, Corey Galjord, uh, Jared Sheremy, those guys are still holding it down too. And it's just the perfect blend of we coming and we bringing it mixed with, we still got it. It's 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 the perfect marriage of energies, and uh, I'm happy to be a part of it every year. It's awesome. 
Turtle, <clears throat> I have to ask you, did you dunk on anybody this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We got a new float this year. Uh, our last float was wiped out from Hurricane Ida, so our new float, I, I felt like it was a bit higher off the ground than normal, and I was not ready to risk <laughs> my ankles or any other body parts jumping off the float like I normally do to go dunk it uh, along the route at Damien St. Pierre's house. So I chose to not attempt any dunks this year. Well, I'm pretty sure we still have that on film somewhere. <laughs> I think we do. Probably a good decision, brother. Let's talk about Salafu's basketball, traveling and take on Santa Mon tomorrow. You know, it's crazy how things work. You and I are sitting outside of the parking lot at South Lafouche High School's gym uh, just shooting the breeze after a game. And you actually tell me, and this is about a month ago, you tell me, hey, like, I actually know a little bit about Santa Mont. You got a friend that's on the staff, and, you know, we're familiar with the head coach there and that program there. Tarpon's got a whale of a challenge tomorrow, taking on a really good team that has a really explosive score. Brody was telling us about him earlier in the show. It's going to be a tall task for the Tarpons tomorrow. Yes, yes. And for some reason, uh, the name's not clicking on the really explosive score you're talking about. But look, uh, Coach Callwart, the uh, assistant at Santa Mont, he, uh, he, he was at our house. You know, uh, his wife and my wife are best friends from God knows how long ago. And, you know, Coach Callwart's a good friend of mine. And uh, he's at the house there the day he showed me this guy's huddle uh, highlight tape. And,. You know, when he says, this guy's the real deal, I'm like, all right, you know, everybody's the real deal. Let's let's see the film. Yeah, Casey, this guy freaking blew me away. Like, he really is the real deal. And the conversation that he and I had after watching the film, uh, I think it, it we, we brought up some good points as far as just the state of college basketball as we know it. If it were not for win now or find a new job if it were not for the transfer portal and nil and all this other stuff there's no question this dude would be signed to at, at the very least you know a southland school in louisiana some sort of mid-level uh mid-major school like that already it's just uh you know the college basketball that we used to know just simply doesn't exist but he really is that good and uh it's gonna be a hell of a task tomorrow night brother let's talk a little bit about southland conference basketball as you brought it up a second ago colonels really laid an egg on monday man took on commerce um man look Nichols is one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the entire country and amazingly taylor over the last two years of that happening it's never cost them a game until monday where they would always you know, either find a way to win or they would lose by enough to where the free throw shooting wasn't an issue. Monday it cost them. They were 5 of 14 from the line. They couldn't convert late. They lose a game that could potentially haunt them later because now their double buy situation is likely going away. That was tough. That was painful. It was frustrating. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. I know you were busy doing other things. But, man, that was a tough one on Monday. Yeah, that um, – I did not get a chance to see it yet. I'm, uh, I'm trying to – find the time to go back and watch the replay on ESPN plus at least the key points in the game but I mean you lose by one and you five of 14 from free throws uh, that that tells enough of a story right there but the thing about uh, the thing about Nichols and, and look I love watching this group play and I love being the announcer for these guys at, at home um, 
the thing about them, they're so explosive, yet they're so streaky. They're, their success just depends on momentum. Like, they, it's all about who's hot, who's feeling it. Let's get something going. Let's string a few buckets together as many as we can. Make the other team call that panic timeout. Like, I've yet to see Nichols win a grinded-out game that's not based on just we're going to bully you and be better than you and win because of momentum. That's what scares me about them. So I guess it could be a blessing and a curse. If they end up losing this double-buy opportunity like they had last year, man, they go into their, their game in the tournament last year and they lay an egg. I'd rather see them play the normal first-round, second-round games instead of have the double-buy so they could build the momentum. I think I'd rather see them go into the semifinals of the conference tournament with momentum already established instead of that being their first game in Katy. Uh, well, actually, Lake Charles this year. But I'd, uh, I think that would be an interesting approach to them because their playing style – fits that loose tournament atmosphere is just sometimes it takes you a little bit of time to get going. So I'd rather see them against a weaker opponent in round one instead of them having a double bye waiting on someone to come through with built-up momentum. So that's, uh, that's, that's where I'm at with Nichols basketball right now. Taylor, over the weekend, Mac McClung brought the dunk contest back. He put on a show out in Salt Lake City. He was jumping over people, tapping the glass, doing reverses and 540s and windmills. And look, there are some folks who are diminishing this because Mac McClung's not a bona fide NBA player. He's been kind of a G League journeyman. But man, I tell you this, he made all of his dunks on the first try, which I think is really cool, and brought some excitement to an event that had not had excitement in a long time. I thought that was awesome. Did you see it? And what were you thinking as you were watching it if you watched it? I was not watching live, but I went back and found the right clips that basically cut out all the garbage in between, and I was able to just watch every dunk of the contest. (laughs) Um, Yes, so I saw all of them, and it was extremely impressive. Um, First of all, I'm going to criticize a little bit Jericho Sims. What all... Just such a disappointment. He absolutely laid an egg. I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed in him. Now, Mac McClung, man, that was that was so impressive. He freaking brought it. He, while he may not be ready for the NBA, I feel like we're gonna see him here and there. I feel like he's got the chance. He's gonna be the little journeyman that, depending on what a team's looking for right then and there, I think he's gonna be a 10-day contract here, 10-day contract there. Um, it's. I think he's going to float for a little while for the rest of the season. Whatever happens, maybe, maybe going in the next season like that as well. But I don't think his story's over here with the dunk contest. I think he um, he'll get his opportunity in the NBA as early as probably the middle of next season and actually you know get a extension through the end of the year. But man, you're right. He brought the contest back. He. I don't care that he's not an active, bona fide member of the NBA. G League is, you know, it's good enough for the dunk contest to me. I mean, if you've made it that far and you could dunk, by all means, jump in there. Uh, Like I said, very impressive. 
I was really pleased. And the fact that he made all his dunks on the first attempt says a lot. You just simply don't see that anymore. So that that made it even better. What's wrong with these guys, man, that they don't want to do all the events? Like, LeBron has never done the dunk competition. Ja Morant said, oh, yeah, I'll do the dunk competition if I get one billion retweets, basically saying he's never going to do it. Uh, like, what's wrong with these guys? Why don't they want to compete? Why, like, is it just a situation where they want to get off their legs for a week? Are they scared to lose? Are they scared to be a meme if they miss a dunk? Like, why don't these guys want to do more? I think... I think LeBron, well, obviously it was too late for LeBron, but like why, why he didn't do it in his first few seasons, I'll never understand. Was, wasn't he hurt like his rookie year around that time or he was resting like a sore ankle or something? I think he, I could be totally wrong. This is 20 years ago. I don't remember. But I feel like there was a legit reason why he didn't do it in year one. And then after year one, he was such a bona fide star already. I mean, is this not... Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen the sponsorship thing in a while. Is this not the Sprite Rising Stars dunk contest? He probably, between him and his agent and whoever was coaching the Cavs at the time, man, you're already too much of a star to be needing this. Somebody fed him that early on, and then he was just complacent with already being the man. And that that's where the, the competitive gene or lack thereof, started to show, you know, at least for me as a fan back then, I was very disappointed in him. Uh, John Morant now, uh, probably just following in LeBron's example. And, you know, everyone everyone thinks they're, they're, they're too good to do th- because of what LeBron did 20 years ago. You know, I, I just I miss the competitive edge here. Why these guys think they're above it? They don't want to lose. They don't want. They don't believe that they need it to help them. They they claim that they'd rather a younger guy use it to springboard their platform as a rising star. Whatever the excuse is, I'm sure they're all out there. I don't have the right answer, but I feel the same way about all of them. It's very disappointing to me as a fan. That that's 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 what I'm getting from it. Let's talk about um, elimination chamber. We get Roman and Sammy in the ring. It was incredible. The energy was incredible. Roman does win. The ending was kind of, sort of, how most expected it might go. You get some more Uso drama. You get Kevin Owens involved, likely setting up now something for them at WrestleMania. Um, Very rarely do we see that level of passion, bro. Boy, those fans in Canada brought it, man. That was electric. Yes, yes. They... They popped when they were supposed to pop. They yelled, they booed, they went absolutely bananas. That's uh, the crowd was fully behind them. That was that was an awesome show. That was awesome entertainment. Um, the whole thing about Kevin Owens not getting involved until after the match, I believe that's that's some secret storytelling there. Like you said, you know that's got to be building up to something some sort of feud between those two guys, possibly at Mania. Then again, you got uh, between Jimmy and Jay Uso and who's on whose side and all that, who's going to help Sammy and who's going to hurt Sam. Like, there's just there's so much drama hitting from every angle. It's, it's almost hard to keep up with, but it's super entertaining, man. Like, um, I'm not – 
aside from that, man, how about the chamber match itself? The yeah. Flying the the uh, if they could just get rid of Bronson Reed, I think it's a perfect match. I'm I'm not sold on the five nine four hundred pound bowling ball guys. Uh, he just doesn't do it for me. But other than that, uh, the chamber match itself was phenomenal. The even the Edge Beth Phoenix, you know, mixed tag match was phenomenal. The whole event, the the entire event, for something that that could easily just be a wash between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. The entire event was worth watching. You know, if we still had to order these pay-per-views at $40 a pop, like that would have, would have been absolutely worth it. You know, this was, uh, I was extremely impressed with it. And as you said, you know, the whole, the bloodline and Uso storytelling at the end, uh, it left the fans wanting more. And that's all you could ask them to do. It was, uh, it was amazing. I'm glad I watched it. You know, it's actually Coach Colley who asked me this question earlier in the week. Uh, and the question was, how sure are you that Cody's going to beat Roman at WrestleMania? And look, a month ago, I would have said extremely sure. Like, I think that this is the end for Roman. I think the story's kind of run its course. Time to go off and do other things. But now with Sami Zayn still red hot, and they're chanting his name on Raw, even, you know, whenever he's not involved and that red hot, Cody is, I think, in a situation where he doesn't necessarily need the titles, and the argument can maybe be made that there's more money in a babyface that's chasing as opposed to sitting at the top of the mountain. I'm not as sure anymore. Like, I'm, I'm starting to, the more that we get closer to Mania, I'm starting to think Roman might win, and then he will still continue to have two babyfaces chasing him from different directions because I think that might be where the long-term money is. Maybe we set something up at... SummerSlam or whatever, but I think that this title reign may continue beyond WrestleMania. You know, I never would have thought that until you said it, but the more you you went into it, who who the hell knows? Those are excellent points. Um, the crowd is just absolutely hot every single night, no matter what. Keep the money train rolling. Keep it going. You know, what happens if Cody does beat Roman and takes the belts off of him? Then what do you do? You've got, you got the guy who's been carrying the business on his back for how long and brilliant as a heel, brilliant as the leader of the bloodline. If he doesn't have what is now the main reason the fans hate him for, if he no longer has that, is he as special? So with the point you just made and me piggybacking off of that, you know, maybe they milk it a little longer. Maybe Cody doesn't win and WrestleMania ends in the biggest shocking, angry, the fans are about to riot boo festival that we've ever seen because they were expecting Cody to win and they just – they turned on us again, and they they tricked us again. Maybe uh, maybe you bring up – maybe you and Coach Colley are on to something here. One of the Paul brothers is fighting this weekend, so it leads to a question. Do you follow, like, celebrity boxing and celebrity fighting and all that other stuff? Like, there's more money in those fights than in actual legitimate title fights in the sport, which I think is terrible for the sport. But do you follow that type of stuff? I do. So while I agree with you – in a maybe not a hundred percent, 
yeah, it's terrible for the sport because of the sideshow that it brings. You know, like when Nate Robinson was trying to box, you know, <laughs> when those guys start getting involved. Yeah, that's terrible. But, you know, after so many times, like the these Paul brothers here, nobody gives them the credit they deserve, the, the athletes that they are. You know, the... These guys, you know, they're professional boxers. Like, they're pros. Like, I understand it it may make the sport look bad to a purist, but you're getting more viewers, you're getting more clicks, you're getting more people to tune in and pay attention when the sport's been virtually dead for so long where all we had to do was look forward to a Mayweather bout every 18 months, and it's the same situation every time it's the same complaints it's too expensive i'm tired of paying 70 dollars to watch a guy run around and duck gloves all and and win a 12 round fight in a decision and he's barely sweating at the end well now you got a youtube star with millions of views and followers who everyone's dying to see get knocked out and he keeps proving everybody wrong like hey Maybe maybe it's what the sport needed. I'm entertained by it. You know, a boxing purist may not agree with me, but I think it's good. It's working for me because other than that, I wouldn't be tuning in. I wouldn't be caring. Boxing would be dead to me, but now it's kind of got a little bit of life back. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Last question. How damn impressive was Cody throwing that football literally across the bayou on Tuesday? That was insane, man. That was absolutely ridiculous, <laughs> and he mapped. They mapped it out like on. They measured it with like the iPhone map, and it showed to be like 273 feet, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we don't like to throw this term around too much, but like when I absolute freak of nature yes. of a human, like yeah, that's that's him right there. He. I mean, he, he's, what, 36 years old and, and threw a football from across the from one highway to the other across Bayou Lafouche? No stretching, no nothing. Just give me the ball. I'm going to just throw it across no, the bayou. No, no curl hop, no, no nothing. No two, three-step drop, nothing. Like, these, these are like the legendary Chuck Norris stories. These are like the Varney <laughs> like Oakland stories. Like, Cody Filanich will forever be a legend, and we actually saw it happen in person. He threw a football from one highway to the other over Bayou Lafourche. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous, man. Uh, one of the highlights of the, of the day. No doubt, brother. Thanks so much for the time. You have a great rest of the day. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And as always, go Tarps and God bless America. Yep, that is Taylor Griffin doing a good job. I was making sure Coach Colley didn't cut off his exit. Boy, we would have oh, gotcha. had to cancel his contract if we cut that off. I got gotcha. you. Cody Fillinich threw a football from the parade float across the bayou to someone who was waiting to catch it in stride almost 100 yards. Did they catch it? I don't know if they caught it or not, um, but boy, <laughs> the... <laughs> The stories of, of, of crazy athletes and crazy athleticism, I saw that on video. I was like, what the? You don't believe it until yeah. you actually – that was incredible, unbelievable. Um, 
Crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Uh, we'll chit-chat about a couple of things, and then we'll give you guys some betting picks. We're wrapping up here on Play by Play. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. One more break, then one more segment, and we're out of here. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Five Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. People just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988.
Welcome back to Play by Play. We want to thank Coach Brody Williams for the time. We want to thank the Turtle, uh, Taylor Griffin, for the time. Turtle does a good job, man. People really enjoy that segment. We have a good time with him. couple of shout-outs. Uh, first, want to thank, um, actually, Marla for sending this in. Lady Tarpon Softball will be uh, having a home game today at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Your schedule will say 4 o'clock, but it's at 2 o'clock. Listen to me, not to the schedule. Playing Covenant Christian Academy at home today at 2 o'clock. Uh, South Foosh taking on CCA today. Um, also, we have um, Tarpon Baseball starting up the season against Cecilia on Friday. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And then Saturday taking on Church Point at 1215 and St. Martinville at 230. So Tarpon Baseball and Softball both rocking and rolling, getting into high gear. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to a fun season on the diamond and in the circle and everywhere in between. I think there's going to be a lot of good baseball and softball in our area. Yeah, we're going to be getting ready for uh, Tuesday, I believe, right? First uh, broadcast uh, for Tarpon Baseball. It's going to be a challenge, boy. Terrebonne is, is good. <laughs> They've got a really strong team. That's going to be a challenge for South Lafouche. You're likely going to be facing a really, really uh, solid pitcher in Ethan Lovell there. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, reminder tonight also, you've got Homa Christian, 530 at E.D. White. They're going to be playing uh, for a spot in the top 28, not 530, 6 o'clock. Vanderbilt at 630 at their gym will be playing for a spot in the top 28. So hopefully those teams will be successful in their endeavors. Hopefully those teams will punch their ticket to Hammond and uh, get themselves two wins away from the state championship. Man, that would be incredible if for a second straight year a local girls basketball team could win the title after Ellender won it last year. Get some betting picks for you guys today. Um, There are several games around the NBA today because the NBA is officially back from the All-Star break. Uh, tonight, I like over 230 for the 76ers and the Grizzlies. I've told you all this for months now, and we've won a lot of these here. When the 76er over-under total is low, we're going over. The 76ers don't guard. Um, they don't play defense, and but they have a very good offense. So today facing Memphis, I think the teams are going to push the pace. I think that that one's going to have some points. I like over 230 for that matchup. Whew, I hate that I have to do this, uh, but I got to bet on LeBron today. The Lakers minus oh. six over the Warriors. The Lakers looked really, really good in the last game before the All-Star break with their full roster together after the trades. The Warriors still don't have Steph Curry. They're still beat up. They're trying to find their way. I like the Lakers today to win that game against the Golden State Warriors. I think that they'll take care of business. Um, Southland Conference basketball today. Let's go and find the Nichols game because I know there are a couple of pieces to that game that I like. I like Nichols minus four against New Orleans. I think the Colonels will be hungry. I don't think New Orleans is very good. I think that four is not a big enough number. I think Nichols will cover that. I like over 150 in that game. I think the Colonels will push the pace, get up and down the floor. And I think that UNO is going to score a little bit too. UNO actually runs some good sets and some good stuff. Coach Schlesinger is a really good coach there. Um, but the reason why I like the Colonels, man, uh, these two teams faced one another a couple weeks ago, and the Colonels beat the brakes off of a man, 50, uh, 84 to 59. I don't know that just switching venues is going to make 20-plus points of a difference. I think that the Colonels will get the win and will cover. 
Um, tonight also, I like, let's see as we go, I like A&M Corpus Christi minus 10 over A&M Commerce. Corpus Christi is the best team in the league. And I like over 143.5 in that one. Uh, Corpus scores so easily, I think that they'll be able to carry that number. Then also in college basketball tonight, out west, I like uh, Stanford minus 1.5 over Washington State. And I like the Zags minus 22 over San Diego. That's a big number, but San Diego's not very good. I think Gonzaga's going to roll past them in that one. Uh, if you and I were in Lake Charles, we would be watching Utah and UCLA at 10 o'clock tonight. I don't yes. have any any better anything for that one, but just thought that I would mention that we're both big Utah fans this time of the year usually. They're taking on UCLA. I just wish that coach was still there. Oh, I'm sure the players there don't wish that he was still there. Uh, was, boy, he was a little bit of a lunatic, wasn't he? Um, let's talk about this uh, before we go. Do you have any predictions? Are we going to be celebrating some teams going to the top 28 tomorrow on, on the Friday show? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Vanderbilt. So you're going Vanderbilt? I think the Lady Terriers. Uh, the home of Christian game, I'm not too sure of their opponent. I just know uh, that their opponents played a, a tough schedule. Uh, so I'm, I'm not – I don't have a feel on that one. But I think the Terriers uh, – and because they're at home, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, both teams are they, at home. Yeah, so I think the Terriers will, uh, will be punching their ticket. I think so, too. Um, I'll do you one better. I, I got faith. I, I think Homer Christian's going to win tonight. I think that Kathy's going to have them ready. I think they're going to convert at the free throw line, and I think we're going to be sending two teams to Hammond. Um and I think that it's going to be an awesome celebration of our area, especially the youth, because, look, these are also the two youngest teams in our area that would potentially be going to Hammond because both Homer Christian and Vanderbilt do not have a whole lot of seniors. So, yeah, I think that uh, that there's a, a chance that we're seeing two. But I, I agree that with this. For Homer Christian to beat Episcopal tonight, it's going to be a big, big uh, challenge because Episcopal is really good and maybe the best team that they've played all season. Yeah, if that happens, we may have to make a, uh, a trip up there to Hammond. We may have to make a trip up to Hammond indeed. Um, look, let's put a pin in it right here. We want to thank everybody for listening. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, Damien. We're going to have Chandler. Actually, it's the season opening day for the Tarpon, so it would be a good time to have Chandler Guitros on. We'll maybe try to sneak another baseball coach in there somewhere, maybe even a basketball coach in there somewhere. Might try to get Coach UZ from Santa Mon on. Yeah, let, let, let me try to line that up uh, to talk about that matchup. So it's play-by-play. -play. Casey Jiskler saying goodbye. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. If you see me at the gym, come by, say hello. Have a great rest of the day. You've been listening to Play-by-Play -play on KLEB. Thanks to Coach Kale. Thanks to our coaching guests, and thanks to our audience. Adios, y'all. Have a great day. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here.